Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pop Culture Period Peace Podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Julie. And today we're going to talk about a pop culture period piece. Um, But before we get into that, we record these a little bit early. And so we just had New Year's Eve like two days ago. That's math. And I would love to know, Julie, what is your like thoughts on New Year's Eve? Oh, my thoughts? Um Yeah, because I feel like it's like the one holiday that there's not there's it's it, there's just a binary of like I love it or I hate it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I like it in terms of like the reset. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of sort of like we are we are moving on from this situation and we have said goodbye to it and it's like a ceremonial goodbye to whatever like good or bad things happened in that year. Mm-hmm. I'm not a resolutions person. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never in um I don't know anyone that like successfully. I successfully completed a resolution. Wait, listen, in 2013, I... 2013, okay. It was a while ago, but it was a good one. And I'm trying to think of like ever since then going like, what can I actually do that is like this? In 2013, I never read or watched any of the Harry Potters. And I was like, by the end of the year, I'm going to do all of it. And I did. And it was like a simple little goal. Well, that's a good fun goal. Yeah, instead of like, I'm going to change completely as a human. <laughs> yeah, like uh, lifestyle, like waiting until a certain point for lifestyle changes. Mm-hmm. I don't accomplish well, but man, I look at some people that are like have made lifestyle changes during the pandemic and I'm like, I wish I could deal with my stress by getting healthier. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a friend who got so fit during the pandemic and good for them but I'm like how how I'm so confused my brain does not work like that yeah I got the opposite yeah I got I got fluffier it's great um because my body was surviving um (laughs) so uh what recommendations do you have Julie um you you said that fluffier thing and I was like oh I just started following someone new um on Instagram and your fluffier thing reminded me. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to plug confident girl hotline. Okay. And um, it's Jackie. She's a confidence coach, um, but she's very much about sort of like body image and self-love and the idea of sort of like rewiring your brain um, because of, you know, how much we've been taught. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah, but she but her videos are like very funny um, and very informative too. like she did one about like body neutrality. Okay, which is something that like I had not heard before. Um, So it was very interesting, like this idea of like rewiring your brain that there's no like good or bad or, you know, whatever. It's like, no, this is this is who I am. so I'm, I would love to embrace who I am. So that's my recommendation. What's yours? Um, I just want to like speak on that for a second that I think I have had a realization, but like with all, you know, the resolutionists that's been happening and everyone talking about like what they want to do and et cetera. I was like, I think I'm at a point that I want to be just happy with who I am. (laughs) 
Because mm-hmm. I think I think there is like this need for constant self, especially we're both actors. So like there's this need for constant self-improvement, which is like great, but like also to show it and also to be like, here are all the things I accomplished. And this is what makes me a valuable human being is because I accomplished all these things. And it's like, or I, I could be happy that I, I'm here and I'm who I am and I don't have to be the best at anything and I statistically probably won't be the best at anything you know like and that's okay I think there's this need to be to be truly like perfect to be remarkable and we're just remarkable as living breathing humans Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you're so like so are you I also like look back like when I you know am insecure and I look back at like older photos and I'm like oh I want to be you know I was so I was so good looking in this year or during this time in my life and I never knew it and that's the thing is that like yeah I'm never like oh man I feel really good about myself no matter what my weight I'm weight or look or whatever I'm always like oh I wish I could blah 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 so yeah trying to trying to get that strength of like oh man um, I'm, I'm badass as shit. Yeah, I look good. <laughs> I look good right now. Not yeah. Um, and you see the people that like you think have it all, or do, and they're doing the same rigmarole too. Like the the individuals I know that are like quote unquote the perfect like standard perfect body or whatever, and they have just as many issues with their self image as we do. So. I also saw, and this is more of like a behind the curtain deep cut for um, people that are not, you know, in the industry, but a a few friends were really great about posting like, hey, here's my stats. Here's, I went to, you know, 145 auditions. Oh. And I was cast in, you know, three things or four things. Um, One of the people that like, that posted that i mean she was cast in a reoccurring role in a streaming series but it's just it's so refreshing because we don't we don't post like hey i went to an audition and i didn't didn't get it yeah it didn't work out yeah um so it's pretty cool to see someone that you're like wow they're killing it to be like yep and i did 145 that nothing came from and that is normal um so yeah like being aware of that too yeah. Um, my recommendation is for a TV show that the second series is the second season is coming out in the next few weeks. So it'll come out by the time this airs and that's the righteous gemstones. Oh yes. Um, I just want everybody to have it on their radar if they have not seen it. It, I, I don't need to explain my life in 2011. I just want to say <laughs> That it was very, like, very in the world that the Righteous Gemstones was in. And Mm -hmm. so I have, um, I just love it. I love it so much. It's it's just this, like, dark, dark humor that I appreciate um, a lot. So, yeah. Not as deep as yours. (laughs) Just like this HBO series. Do you know what I don't recommend? Sex and the City, the reboot. I'm still going to say it. It's still bad. You know, I... I tried to to watch it mm-hmm. and I just, I couldn't. And I like, I don't want to disparage anyone that loved it, but um, 
I just watching them in the first scene where they're like at breakfast together or whatever. Yeah. I was like, I'm I'm in a different point in my life and this yeah. doesn't speak to me anymore. Well, and that's the thing is that like I'm trying <laughs> I'm trying to fix it. I'm doing the American haunting of it where I'm watching all of them. And I'm like, maybe it's that there's no Samantha. Maybe that's it. Yeah. And that it's like, so like intense. Maybe it's the writers and the writing. Maybe it's that the viewership is at a different point in their lives and have grown and gone to therapy. Maybe it's that the writers <laughs> have grown like, and they're trying to be something they're not, you know, like I'm trying to put my finger on why it feels so rough. Yeah. But, yeah. The man to be to be very clear when it was airing, I was like all about that show. <laughs> oh yeah. Like I'm not like I hated it then and I hate it now. No. I'm just like I hate it now. Yeah, there's um there's a there was one summer stock of 2008 where we didn't have in company housing, we didn't have cable obviously, and we had um no Summer stock housing is very weird because it's like eight people in a tiny mm -hmm. apartment. And you're all sleeping on air mattresses. But um, we, I had a laptop with a DVD player, which was high tech then. And so it would be me, um, our friend Anna, and uh, my roommate Amanda. And we would sit around my tiny little laptop and watch all of the Sex and the Cities on our lunch break. And that was the whole summer. Yeah. It was great. I loved it. So... So what are we talking about today, Julie? Across the universe. Across the universe. Um, that's not how they sing it. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. Uh, that's not the notes. Um, so, Julie, what? This is an older movie. It's about. Um, it's writ. It's directed by Julie Taymor, and it is using. It's a jukebox musical using all Beatles songs to tell the story of Jude and um, his friends as Jude comes over from Liverpool to the United States and meets um, a very pretty girl and the the tumultuousness of the '60s. So, um, yeah. So when was the first time you saw it? Um, when it when it came out in 2007, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I remember we all were just like, yes, we have to see this movie. Because that was one of the main, like it was a big deal when it came out. My We had our annual uh, costume sale, like our department would do a costume sale where they would sell a lot of the costumes they didn't want for a dollar. And so we all got like 1960s, 70s costumes and wore it. There's a cute, ooh, I should put that on my Instagram, on our Instagram. Yes. Because um, it's it's on our Facebook. It's a cute picture. Um, see me, my haircut hasn't changed since then. Um, but yeah, it was a big deal when it came out because Julie Taymor was uh, right off of her like Lion King fandom. Mm -hmm. And she like revolutionized theater at that point. Yeah. So what were your impressions when you first saw it? Um, oh man, when I first saw it, and I'm 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 basing this on what I like was in the back of my mind going back into it. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I'm just gonna say it. I had such a huge crush on Jude, like that character when I saw it. That's right. Um yeah, right? Yeah. Um <laughs> the the plot line, there's a sort of like, um, I don't want to say plot line because it's really not plot line so much as like plot threads. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. 
but the the prudence plot thread i i was always like very like i i always was in the movie i was like i love this i i also want more i want more of this character i want more yeah. of this thread um and then i think something else that um i was sort of aware in the back of my mind is that like a lot of times when we see movies that sort of take place in this um vietnam war era it, it we see sort of like two two kind of like archetypes or whatever mm-hmm. um and i feel like this one we saw you know a, a lot of a lot of different costuming a lot of different mm-hmm. you know types of people and and whatnot as i said that i'm like did i get the war right i always second yes, guess did. myself <laughs> like when i'm talking yeah. Like I, I just like immediately second guess myself when I'm talking about anything that I'm supposed to have any authority about. My my one grandfather fought in the Korean War, and that's one that like I always say, but not I don't know. It's just not as as big of a war, even though it was a big war. And so when I say it, I'm like, is that the right one? Yeah, that's the right one. Ah. Um, I have the same. So I I was a snobby theater student. And so I was like, well, there's not really a plot, but these are beautiful music videos. And like, true, true. But <laughs> still, I still think that to this day, but not as um, with a little bit more enthusiasm where I'm not as like right. judgy about it. I'm like, no, this is how cool of a concept. And Laura, I'm also trying to not yuck anyone's yum anymore. And that's very hard because I think that I've, I've used to have friends that were very, you know, criticizing and you know we grew up or I in my theater departments trying to criticize and and so I'm trying not to yuck anyone's yums anymore and be like yeah if you like it you like it and especially to my own yums and I was like no I yeah it doesn't have this like dramatic plot but damn this is a beautiful way to put in Beatles music and like tell a story well and and here's why I I love that is that typically in the you know the jukebox musical mm-hmm. it it there's a plot and it's a very thin plot in order to justify the connection mm-hmm. whereas in this I felt like by having it be like those you know threads that were connected like it was enough for me um mm-hmm. Like it was enough that like it moved the story and like it was enough of a connection that I wasn't like, this is just a bunch of random things. Um, Cause they were like, yeah, they, they live together and they know each other, but these are their lives and yeah. their lives don't always have to overlap. And they don't have to be like with each other 24 seven, like they can take space. They can, t- you know? Um, and I will say that like speaking of the, the perspective of the, characters that it would have been so easy to be like we're telling using Beatles music to tell a story about this era how easy it would be to have an all white cast Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it it was not that like not that way at all and that was really cool and also an all white cast that sang like the Beatles and I also think that there was um, a really cool difference like none of them sang the same you know what I mean? Like everyone had a different vocal quality that they then gave to the songs. Yeah. And it could have easily been like, we want it to sound as much like the Beatles as possible. 
And it was not that at all. Like the orchestrations were different and really just going like, what it, what is, what is the story we want to tell in this moment through this character's voice? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a follow-up. That was okay. very nice book. Oh, <laughs> thanks. I got one. Um, <laughs> um, I want to talk about the imagery. I have like, I have one one song that the imagery will stay in my mind forever and it might be where I started to realize I'm a democrat because <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those movies that I was like I like not I also feel like if not nothing radicalized me as much as ever after did but that's a whole other thing and <laughs> but the um the I want you song the imagery in that where like the uncle Sam is coming out of mm -hmm. the poster to yeah. like every single moment of that song. I'm like, Oh, the symbolism, Oh, the metaphor, Oh, the symbol, like it is so phenomenal frame by frame by frame. And, and the rest of the movie is too, but there's just something about that piece that I, I don't know a lot about Julie Taymor, but I feel like that, that must have been one of that or strawberry fields must have been what like she just like saw it in her mind and then went forward and kept writing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it yeah gosh now that you say that um it it sort of makes me think of like the op follow me here oh I'm um, here. the opening of lion king where it's like that that parade mm -hmm. of imagery and like how it's you know it's going to like thread through and, and connect and whatnot but yeah huh yeah like yeah there's the the uncle sam reaching out there's all of the people that are currently in the army that look exactly the same and move exactly the same there's the production line aspect of it where they're just mm -hmm. soldiers there's them carrying the statue of liberty completely naked like everything about it you're just like it's so Good. And then strawberry fields where they have um, like the strawberries bleeding down the canvas. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. So just the imagery of this is phenomenal. And I will say that like, I loved bowling before this movie, but that bowling scene makes me realize why bowling. It's just bowling is the most absurd sport <laughs> that has yes. ever happened. It is the one sport that you can like eat chicken fingers and beer and it's totally and then shove your fingers in a ball that everyone else had their fingers in. Yes, and you can be bad at it, and it's you're still great. I will say, my family and I went on a bowling like a week ago, and my brother-in-law, who's not a good bowler, got nine strikes in a row. Oh my gosh! Like just something about the wind, <laughs> the ball, like. And then the next game got like a 102, which is a lower score. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. What that's like, because I know three in a row is a turkey. Yeah. And I've never even seen anyone get a turkey. I've gotten a turkey once when I was in the, the bowling league in junior high and I felt so badass. Oh my God. You could just stop and be like, I got a turkey once in the bowling league. Yeah, no, it's no one junior needs, high. Yeah, no one needs to know how long ago it was. <laughs> Take a shot. It was a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I 
this is also when we, I don't know if she's as big in your life as she is in mine, but this is the first time we saw Evan Rachel Wood. Mm. Um, not first time, but the first time I knew of her. And then she went on to be the queen of Louisiana in True Blood. So. Oh, I don't think I watched that far in the series. <gasps> oh, uh, she season, <laughs> I know way too much about that series. Uh, season two is queen of Louisiana. Oh. Yeah. Wait, no, I did see that. I yeah, she's like the redhead. Oh, maybe because she was a redhead. I didn't remember. Yeah, yeah. My she- my facial recognition is not good. I think my facial recognition is really good if I feel like I could play the characters that they play or uh-uh. or they're hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Mine- <I> did- <laughs> Go ahead. I was just gonna say mine is not good and like Mike's is really good Mm. and so we'll be watching something and he's like oh that's so-and-so from so-and-so and I'm like huh who where and he's like it's this person but and he's like so matter of fact about it like everyone knows then I get so mad because I'm like I don't know who it is I just need you to tell me what are you the Facebook algorithm like fill in the blanks Michael (laughs) I it wasn't until Chicago that I realized that John C. Riley is in every movie ever, and we just don't know it yet. Because <laughs> he truly, like, he has one of the most impressive IMDb's mm-hmm. that he was in every movie that like was winning awards. But he was always like the third character over until mm-hmm. Chicago. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So I'm I'm just literally convinced he's in every movie ever made, and we just don't know it yet. I think he's in Across the Universe. Maybe. <laughs> don't know that. Um, I tried to I tried to look up Across the Universe, and like pretty two years ago, it would have been the first thing that popped up. But man, I kept coming across Across the Spider Verse. <laughs> I was like, no, it's not what I'm looking for. Um. So when I when I rewatched it this time, mm-hmm. um, I was on I was on a flight, and I, I I knew you know we pre-plan well except mm-hmm. for I still haven't chosen my second movie but that's you okay. haven't we're gonna I know, I'm I'll gonna, figure it out yeah. I'm getting in trouble <laughs> I on have this to make episode. A, I have to make an Instagram post Julie hurry oh shoot okay um, <laughs> I'll do that today I promise okay, everyone okay. and then everybody will know when I when we recorded this <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I was on a plane. I knew that we were going to watch this. I have the DVD, but I was on a plane and I saw it. Um, and I was like, oh, uh, great. I'll watch it. I'll watch it now. And I started watching it. And then I like got up to go to the bathroom and everyone around me was also watching, but on like a 10 to 15 minute delay from when I started watching. So So I'm like, So it was like, you know, I started watching, someone else started watching, like it just like spread through everybody being like, oh my gosh, yeah, across the universe. You are the Southwest influencer. That's your new. (laughs) Oh, this wasn't Southwest. They didn't have, they didn't have TVs (laughs) in the seats. Oh, okay. Which, which one was this? This is going to be your superhero name. My superhero name? Yeah. What was your. Which flight? Yeah. Um, Is this JetBlue? I think it was. JetBlue or Delta? Okay, the JetBlue influencer. That's your new superhero name. <laughs> Does that mean I can only save people when I'm on JetBlue? 
Yeah. JetBlue, that- do you want to sponsor us? <laughs> yeah, come on, JetBlue. <laughs> Give them free pretzels. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, but that's also, I mean, I think it's one of those movies that like is also, it used to be when I had a DVD player, it used to be my cleaning DVD, like whenever mm. I was like, walking around the house cleaning because there are threads, right? There are plot threads it's mainly about the music. You could sit down and watch one thing the whole way through and, and then get back up and still hear, you know. And so I think that when you're on a flight, that would be a really cool thing because you could kind of like doze off a little bit or, you know, you can half pay attention. You don't have to mm-hmm. like, it's not like watching pole dark. <laughs> That's a pole dark on a flight. <laughs> Sometimes I watch a movie and like I've noticed the and and it's only because I've traveled more in the last month than I have in the last few years. Uh-huh. But they have like a warning now of like, hey, you're about to watch something naughty. There's chill are there children around? Do you still want to watch the naughty? And I'm like, yeah, I want to watch the naughty. They're not my kids. Yeah. They should have got their kids blindfolds. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that reminds me of my, my mom now listens, so she's probably going to hate this, but my dad, when I was growing up, actually till about probably three years ago, and I'm in my thirties, but (laughs) he would, if someone was kissing on TV, not doing anything horribly dirty, but kissing, he would go up three channels, wait for a little bit, go back down to the original channel. If they were still kissing, go back up three channels until they were done kissing and then eventually go back to the original show he was like no shield her eyes it made me chuckle like when I was a kid I was like okay and then when I was like 17 I was like dad dad (laughs) I'm I'm it's okay it's okay Roger so (laughs) my mom had the ability that like it didn't matter what show we were watching Mm -hmm. if she came in the room it was suddenly like just the most inappropriate moment like I I very distinctly remember it um watching my so-called life everyone Mm. take a drink um because it was like the scene when they're in gym class and talking about sex Mm -hmm. she walked in on that but then also like I remember watching like an episode of like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon and she came in at like a weird moment where it was like (laughs) off the rails like not appropriate for that level of television and she was just like well you can't watch this anymore now my favorite my mom censoring me moment was on encore i may have told the story because i love it um on encore r.i.p encore and they used to have the labyrinth all the time playing so i'd watch it and then silence of the lambs came on right after that and my mother, there was not a word spoken. It was just the soundtrack. And my mother from the kitchen goes, you turn that off right now. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> oh, moms. Um, I also want to talk about the scene, the I am the walrus. Okay. Because I... I don't, I'm not a big drugs person and cause I have, I have enough anxiety as it is. Um, <laughs> my mind's already a little crazy. I don't want to put something else in there. Um, but this does make it seem really cool. 
That's all. <laughs> Although, and then we get to the one with Eddie Izzard and then I'm terrified and I'm like, and this is why I don't do drugs. That's funny. I had a, I had an opposite reaction to that scene, but again, I think it's the same as um, my reaction to the opening of Moulin Rouge. Like, if there's too much stimulus, Mm -hmm. I like I am uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so like that because that had like lights, sound and movement, like all at a heightened state, Mm -hmm. it was too much for me. Have you ever tried an Oculus, like the the VR headsets? No. Okay. I would not recommend you do if you have not. Because <laughs> they, they, yeah. they are everything all together. Oh, yeah. I and then there's that. like horror games. Like my, my brother-in-law does like horror games on the Oculus. And so uh-huh. it's like you're running through. Um, <laughs> so, Julie. Mm-hmm. One to ten psychedelic bowling balls <laughs> <laughs> covered in chicken fingers uh, grease uh, for you to put your fingers in the holes. Uh, what would you give this movie? I I give it an eight. I think what? all of the performances are absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and And I think that like I I am appreciative of sort of the style of the movie mm-hmm. um, much more as a, like an adult that has had more experience than I was when I was younger watching it. And that's not to say I didn't it, I didn't like it then, but like mm-hmm. I, I liked it. I just didn't understand like how, how much how much art was there to appreciate. Yeah. And it truly is like frame by frame art. Oh, my gosh. We didn't talk about Let It Be. Mm. That's it. I just want that that noise is all we need to say. It's it's phenomenally <laughs> beautiful and heartbreaking. Yeah. Um I oh, and Reg, Rachel Rachel Evanwood. My gosh. Mm-hmm. Just this, a vision. This this is now a Rachel Evanwood appreciation um podcast. Does that mean I get to I, I'm gonna you're gonna watch the rest of True Blood? Is that what that means? Oh god, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> All right, here we go. So in episode one, I'm kidding slightly. Um, <laughs> I I would give it an eight too. I think that the, I think it's, I, is it my favorite movie ever? No. Is it a, a brilliant artistic piece of film? Yes. And I love, I do, I do love the soundtrack. Like I will exercise this soundtrack so much. So is this the first time we have agreed? Um, no, I think, we, uh, I mean, we have exaggeratingly agreed with the mummy. Like, oh, okay. You gave yeah, it a yeah. 10, and I gave it like, and a then you broke 100. the rules. Yeah. So if I didn't break the rules, we've probably agreed before. <laughs> so awesome. Laura, what yeah. are you looking forward to? Um, I'm looking, oh, can I tell you, I'm going to talk about what I'm looking forward to, but can I tell you something really weird that happened yesterday? Um, just cause I want to, yes. I just want to talk about it. So 1130 ish yesterday, I'm getting ready. Cause I'm going to go see, um, Spider-Man at one. So I'm like getting <gasps> ready and oh my gosh, I can't wait to talk about it with you. Oh my gosh. It's uh yes, this, not what this podcast is for, but so 
Um, I'm getting ready and I hear this really loud boom outside of my house. And so I spend a good 15 to 20 minutes, like wondering what it is. Now it's outside my house. I don't think it's inside my house, but I'm like, hopefully it's not part of my property. Hopefully it's not a car slamming into each other. Hopefully like, but I cannot find a reason for this boom. Apparently all across my area, like my County and another County, they heard this giant boom and they think it's because a meteor exploded and created a sonic boom above us. Oh my God. Isn't that the coolest, scariest thing? I can't believe you've been holding on to this. I know. Well, I just, I wanted to like, yeah. Isn't that the weirdest thing? Cause I was, because I was like looking around going like, Maybe my, cause my neighbors, I've had some neighbors that have been moving in. So maybe they like dropped a bed. I don't know. It was such a loud boom. And yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you an article about it. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. So what am I looking forward to? I am looking forward to Dr. Strange, Multiverse of Madness. And I, I will say this about, and this is why Shang-Chi was so great. I will say this about Marvel movies is that if my child goes one day, like, mom, I want to watch a Marvel movie, they will like have to spend four weeks to three months of their lives getting caught up to understand anything at this point. And (laughs) they're so up their own butt. I hate it. But at the same point, when it's my two favorite characters, Wanda Maximoff and Dr. Stephen Strange, I am here for it. So just like Spider-Man, it's it was so up its own butt that you have to watch, consume tons of media to get it. But now that I've consumed the media, I'm so excited for it. So that's what I'm excited for. I know it's a long way away, but uh, I just... It just gave me the, cause it, the trailer, um, is released and it gives me, it gives me the happies. What are you awesome. looking forward to Julie? Well, now that the sprouts is opened, oh, uh, Tony and I have chatted <laughs> uh-huh. and the new thing that we are excited about, uh-huh. um, is there, oh, there, there's a bowling alley that closed quite some time ago. Okay. right up the street from us uh-huh. um it was like old school bowling alley and and it has been just sitting there closed mm-hmm. well um the people that run a few bars downtown that are like heavily themed but not in like a kitschy way um mm-hmm. they purchase that and they're reopening it but just leaning into the fact that it's like so old so they're like really make like it's gonna have like <gasps> a like um this place had like a sunken bar, for example, and they're going to uh, like really like hype up the the theming of that um, and like the the 80s element or the 80s, the 50s element of that. So um, that's our new exciting thing that, that we is exciting. are excited about. Is it run by the same people that do like the the Scream bar and the... the... No, it's, oh, not okay. co- it's not the Cocktails and Screams. It's um, okay. uh, the boo, 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 boo. The, <laughs> um, oh my god! They do. There's like one that's like antiques, lamp shop. Oh, okay. Yes, the like and they have like, like the Mather's the shoe. social gathering. 
they have like the shoe store that's I think so yeah. Oh, yeah that's awesome yeah yeah so they do great work yeah so that's gonna open up near us oh yay awesome um well uh listeners thank you for listening um i hope you took a few shots while you listened um i'm sure they were in there somewhere and oh i will say that if you like this podcast um this is just your reminder to like, review, subscribe, uh, like all the other stuff on the Trident Network. If you would like to purchase our merch, we have some merch out there, our Trident Network. Um, and we have also, merch. We have merch. Stop uh, it. I'm going to buy our merch. And then uh, also, if you want to support us, um, please do so by supporting our network, Trident Network, on Patreon. Um, they are phenomenal and wonderful. And not only do they have us, but they host several other podcasts, web series, and all of that. And just the merch is really fun. So anyway, thank you for listening and bye. Bye. pop culture period peace podcast is a part of the trident network to learn more about our videos live shows and other podcasts please visit the tridentnetwork.com